Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. My name is Eric Pennington, and joining me today, as always, is Jeff East with the Spirit of EQ. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric, and I hope everyone else is, too. So today we have an episode that I have been really excited about doing for a long time. And our guest today is Mr. Quincy Williams. We're so glad to have him in studio. Quincy, welcome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me, guys. And as I mentioned to Quincy off air, um, and you and the audience know this, I prefer our guests to tell the world themselves who they are, what they do, where they're from, and do it in such quick fashion that we can get to this conversation. But... Quincy, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and uh, we're excited. Hey, guys. It's uh, Quincy Williams. Um, I am from originally Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm in the uh, health and wellness space. Um, I do health and wellness for the uh, Columbus Metropolitan Housing Authority and uh, love, love, love what I do. Um, I also uh, have my own business, my own fitness business and consulting business, um, which keeps me Keeps me pretty active. Uh, I have two kids, eight and nine. Uh, hey, Dominic and Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also do music. So I just basically, I, I live my life doing what's in my heart. And Quincy, that's great. And, and I would tell the audience as well, uh, Quincy is being very modest uh, and he's holding back <laughs> a little a bit, but hopefully as we go along, we'll, we'll, we'll unpeel and, um, or I should say we will peel the onion back further. And one of the things, as I mentioned about being so excited about doing this, Jeff, was that uh, Quincy and I um, have met for lunch and coffee over probably the last three, four years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, pandemic threw a little bit of a wrench in that series and that cadence. But mm-hmm. um, and we've had some really great conversations. And that's one of the big reasons why I wanted you to come here today. Um, I am very, very passionate about um, the four pillars. And you may remember in some of our conversations, and Jeff, I think you have as well, is that the four pillars of your spiritual health, your physical health, your mental health, and your emotional health. Mm-hmm. And how all of them are vitally, vitally important to not only living a great life, but almost equally as important influencing others to live a great mm-hmm. life. However, when you look at America, as great a country as we live in, there's this great irony for the amount of wealth, the amount of access to information mm-hmm. that, quite frankly, right, Quincy? I mean, I can get on and do something in Google and I can get the answer in what, five seconds? Five seconds. Easy. We're not in that great a shape 
And and I and I know again some of our conversations that the pandemic and its impact. And when you drill down into some of the statistics around things like comorbidities mm-hmm. and and you go, wait a minute, no, this can't be. This is we've got the information, we've got the wealth, but it seems like we're moving backwards. Right. So first thing I wanted to ask you, this can't be just because we woke up one day and decided I don't care about my physical health. Something has to be going on. So what do you think is one of the connections? Maybe if you want to give another, uh, more than one, the connection between how we think and doing this thing called exercise and paying attention to our to our diet and all of that kind of thing. What, yeah, what's one thing that leaps out to you f- f- as a connection? It's a it's a good question. I f- I feel like um, it's almost a it's a catch twenty two because just like you said, we've uh, we we've been able to generate information within seconds, a mm-hmm. matter of seconds. And yeah. so not only have we been able to generate information, but we've also been able to uh, find solutions, like easy fix, you know, solutions, I feel. And a lot of that has been, you know, kind of what, it, it's a great thing, but it's also kind of a, a detriment to uh, what we have. I mean, you look at where the, where the, where the most, we're the wealthiest country, but we're also the unhealthiest. And it's because of those things, you know, we have access to so many resources that we kind of forget that, you know, our body still needs that, that, that movement, that action. Um, you look at different celebrities, uh, entertainers, you know, they live a different life than what the average person lives. And mm-hmm. we're trying to keep up with that getting oh. quick fixes, different things like that. Okay, and I got to stop you there because you, 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 you draw a great conclusion. So I see Mark Wahlberg, and mm-hmm. I see that dude is in shape. Man, oh, man. I was thinking The Rock, but yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Interchangeable at right. some level. I mean, are you saying, Quincy, that maybe we look at that and go, I want to be that, and it, yeah. it just like it just happened to them overnight? Yeah, it, and, and we look at, okay, what are they doing or – or, um, you know, what is the fastest way that we can get there? And yeah. a lot of times it, it skips the, the, the discipline. It skips the work that you, you, have, to, you have to do in order to, to become that. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it's not, you know, it's, and we can talk about this a little bit more, but I don't, if it's not part of your identity, then you're not going to move towards it. You know what I mean? Oh. And so we look at how, unhealthy we are as a society um a lot of it like we said a lot of it is because of the access to information that we have it's so easy to get from point a to point b but it's not sustainable so and i think i i didn't catch it on the in initially but if i can get an answer to my question in five seconds is it my belief potentially i'm thinking that i can just go to the gym tomorrow and then the next day i'm i look like Mark Wahlberg. Right. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I talk to a lot of clients and that's, you know, and it's, they don't know. We don't know what we don't know. I mean, I hear I'm coming up on this vacation. I need to lose 20 pounds in a month. And (laughs) it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to happen, you know? Um, so how do, how do you break that news to them? I mean, um, not, not to, not to go off on a tangent, but I mean, that idea that somehow, I mean, and I guess I should ask you, you've had clients that actually, yeah. 
It's, I mean, if you think about, if, if you think about the concept of brushing your teeth, okay. right? right. Um, you br- if, if you haven't brushed your teeth in a year, let's hope that hasn't happened. But <laughs> right, right. if you haven't brushed your teeth in a year and then, you, you know, there's all things that, all types of things that happen, build up, right. black, you mm-hmm. know, just, uh, enamel deteriorate, all of it, um, but then all of a sudden something happens and you say, hey, I need whiter teeth in a month. And you start brushing your teeth for a week, two weeks, and you don't see any progress. What typically happens? You, you give up. You quit. I, I can't do this. Wow. And so the perception is, okay, I can. They, they see most society, us as Americans, we see actors, entertainers, uh, athletes. We see just people. In, we see people go from point A to point B, they put the work in and then, you know, we look at that and it's like, I'm going to do that. But we don't look at what, what it takes to, to do that. We don't look at the mindset that it takes to, to, to lose 20 pounds, Yeah, you know? And so that, that's just one of those things when I have to (laughs) break news to, to clients or potential clients, it's not, Sorry, it's not going to happen. Right, but right, right. it's it's more of those more of those things. Like let's let's look at a more realistic term and let's look at how this thing really works. You know, mm-hmm. and so you know if we can start to break down the process of what really happens to lose weight, then people start to get more of an understanding of the process and how long it's going to take, and just mm-hmm. make more real or set more realistic expectations. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Um, do you think that the ideal has been set too high. Like you mentioned Mark Wahlberg or The Rock. Uh, you know, if you go back and look at athletes in the 60s or 70s, they were very, very fit, but they didn't have that so defined or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think we, because we've raised that mark so high that it it's discouraging to people? Um, that's a... Great question. I think um, yes and no. I think um, we look at we look at different at well we look at uh, different figures, you know, role models or or whatever you want to call them. And I, I I honestly think it's it's more of a perce- uh, perception. It's do you admire what they're doing? Do you admire how they're doing things, or do you want to be them? You know, and I think that's a question that everyone has to ask. What are you striving for, really? Um, when we talk about setting the bar high, I think that it really comes down to your your environment and your your surrounding. You know, mm-hmm. we look at social media. We look at, you know, where we're spending our time, where we're managing our time. And a lot of that has to do with how you respond or how you're going to set the bar when it comes to your your health. And I think that's a that's another thing we 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 kind of misinterpret what health or what fitness or what that really looks like for from an individual standpoint. It's not, you know, it's not an all in one thing. So, well, when you look at, um, you know, I'm just kind of going back to this because we're talking about a lot in many senses, Jeff, these neural pathways, Mm -hmm. right? These things that our brain develops and it's their pathway of how we respond, how we react. I mean, it's, and we've mentioned this on the show many times, right? This idea that it really is our brain showing how marvelous it is and setting us into these efficient 
ways. Right. But our brain <clears throat> is not our loving mother or father who says, oh, Eric, I don't think that's a good idea. You're going to end up regretting that in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Our right. brain's going to just take whatever I you know. Yeah. Josh Friedman from Six Seconds has a video that is, it's it's priceless. And, it, and he's basically talking about giving a lesson about how the brain works. And he said something that's, it always, um, it just stops me in my tracks when I think about it. It said, he, he basically described it, I'm poorly paraphrasing. So Josh, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that though your brain can get really good at the things that really produce positive outcomes, it can get really good the negative stuff too right right and i would imagine in the audience i know here in the studio we can think of examples of people we know and even in our own history where we go i was really good at that really unhealthy thing Mm -hmm. you know um and i think it's um it has to do with uh what we're what we're telling ourselves too that's a that plays a big big uh role our own personal narrative correct okay what 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 we're telling ourselves inside our head um those things have a a a direct impact on you know our our, those habits because what we tell ourselves then we start to believe it and then once we start to believe it it becomes our identity which forms the habits right so would you say that person and i'm and i know we'll touch more on this as we go um who comes to you as a potential client um, and maybe in their past they heard those voices or that narrative that y- you never you never are able to complete things mm-hmm. you, 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 you you're a, you know you're a failure you're, you're, you're not as good as you you know you, you, you just need to they come to you with that right right and when you encounter that, how do you handle that? When you see that they, they're, they're, they're sort of maybe in some ways living on that old narrative that says you can't. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, what I, what I'm still learning and, uh, it's, it's practice, but you can change your perception in, in a, in a second, basically, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so we get wrapped up in, and I think all of us, have some form of self negative talk. So, um, and I feel, you know, when these things happen, it's being attentive to ask a different question, you know, ask, ask them a different question. So when it, Oh, I can't do this, you know, or when they're, when they're in the gym or even if it's the uh, initial consultation, a lot of times there's, there's that fear, there's the apprehension, but you know, the, the real win is, uh, them making the first step you've already made the first step and reaching out for help you know Mm -hmm. and that's a that's a huge thing so by doing that you've already had a win and then i kind of i find myself doing this um i i I think a lot obviously (laughs) but uh i want to come uh, back to that too because we talked about this once before (laughs) but go ahead and uh you know there so a lot of times you know when there's negative self chatter that goes on in my head i have to step back and ask different questions. Like, you know, you're never good enough. Wait, wait a minute. Look at where you are right now. This didn't happen by chance. This didn't happen by fate. And I'm willing to go on record that most people listening right now, you know, they have those, those thoughts, but if you stop and just take a moment and realize and recognize where you are in that space, you know, you can tend to 
calm first, deep breath, right? <laughs> and uh, usually a lot of times when you can just reframe it and say, hey, I've done this, I've done this, you know, I've got a, I don't want to use the, the term, I've got a roof over my head, but you know, when you mm -hmm. start to break things down into their simplest form and you start to realize your wins to, to get you where you are yeah. right then and there, a lot of that, that negative self-talk kind of goes away. We talked about this off air and um, I, I thought it was really powerful because I've heard it from other um, leaders, thinkers, right? Is that we need to be talking to ourselves more. Right. Absolutely. That we don't have enough conversations mm -hmm. with ourselves. Right. Enough. Yeah. And when I think about that, I think there's, there's this... Um, I can't remember, I can't give credit for it, but it's this idea that when you are encountering this sort of storm of negative thought, and maybe even positive thought, depending on what your situation is, is that you should stop and ask yourself, is this true? Mm -hmm. And then after you answer it, is it really true? Right. So think about it in the positive. I'm the greatest speaker on the planet. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yes, of course it is. Is it really true? Maybe okay. for you. Right? Maybe. Okay. No. Right? Right? <laughs> no. I pay you well, Quincy. Uh, but but here's call. the thing. <laughs> right. But let's look at the negative again, which is the one that most people are prone to go to. Right. I'm not capable of getting in shape. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that true? Well, yes, because my dad or my mom or I tried... Okay, is it really true? Right. It's it's more of a label that you're already putting on yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And once you label it, that's your brain, just like you said, your mm -hmm. brain says, yeah, that's what we do. That's who you are. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I want to put myself on the spot. Oh, oh I love oh. vulnerability. Here it okay. goes. All right, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I, Jeff, I, Jeff. <laughs> Never Go mind. I'll do it too. <laughs> um, I need to lose weight. I know that. Um I started doing the intermittent fasting, doctor approved it, loved it, and over the first six weeks, I lost about 20 pounds. Nice. And nice. then I got totally away from it. Okay. I just restarted about mm. a week ago, so I'm starting to make gains. What would you tell me, if you were working with me, to keep doing it? <laughs> it's, um, so... I. You, everyone's going to have a lapse, right? You just don't want a lapse to turn into like relapse. Right? Mine was a relapse. <laughs> so, and I, I look at it as, I mean, it's work. Well, I relapse, you know, I, I have those days or moments or weeks, you know, even uh, where I don't have it. I, I don't want to work out. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's almost like we said, it. It's it, it works when you work, number one, and it works even more when it becomes who you are. You know, so that's not an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be an overnight, overnight thing. It's going to be something that's got to constantly be in, in the forefront. You think about it kind of like work every day. You don't feel like you want to go to work. You know, you're, there, there are going to be days. There's going to be moments where you're not going to feel like coming to work, but you, you have to, you know, you have those days where it's like, hey, I'm taking the day off, you know. And that's if you if you can think about your fitness routine like that, it, it, it's a necessity. It has to be a part of who you are, but it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, um, I can't remember what I was reading, uh, but um, 
it said lost days hurt uh, more than lost days hurt more than just little. So basically just don't put up a zero, you know, if there are going to be days where you have, say I, I assign, I assign six exercises and, and 30 minutes of cardio. And you look at me like I have three heads, like I'm not doing that today. It's okay. It's totally okay. As long as you don't put up that zero, don't do nothing, do mm. something, you know, cause that's something that if you, if you look at it from a, uh, from a positive standpoint versus you can't, you can't look at it as I only did 10 minutes of cardio. You, you, it needs to be re- reframed and reshaped as, man, I didn't have it in me today. I almost didn't do anything, but I went ahead and did 15 minutes of cardio. I feel a little better. I can move on with my day, Okay, you know, so don't beat yourself up too much. It's just, it's, it's going to happen, but just make sure that that one day doesn't spill over into a habit. Cause then your brain says, yeah, we don't work out anymore. Because that, in some ways, Jeff, isn't that kind of that um, idea of the dualistic versus non-dualistic? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if, if you take a non-dualistic approach to it, then you can see, well, there is the option of I did something versus the dualistic that says you did it or you didn't do it. Right. And it, and we know it's much more vibrant than that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing around the brain, um, which I, I've – I've encountered personally in my exercise um, approach, and that is the benefits of physical exercise for your brain. Um, I know there's a lot of talk and a lot of research and things written um, about the importance of sleep and how it helps the brain. You know, we talk about there's things about food and how it impacts the brain. My goodness, I even heard a podcast where they were talking about now they're researching your dental health mm-hmm. and how it has a connection to um, like uh, dementia and Alzheimer's Yeah, because a number of people who don't take care of their teeth and like that example you gave earlier, someone is just, you know, I'm, I'm, I just don't do it. That stuff is directly connected to. Yeah. And it, it just blew my mind. It so, all goes back to the brain. right? Yeah. So I know that physical exercise, I mean, I know that I remember this, you know, they talk about endorphins and things like that. What are some of the things you would say doing physical exercise does to help our brains as far as brain health? Um, well, one, it's um, there's, you know, the brain is able to adapt to any circumstance, right? It's that neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So the exercise, I mean, study and research is showing right now that that's what it in, improves in, in terms of uh, reshaping your brain, making it uh, stronger, making more positive changes. That that definitely helps. Uh, there's a mind-muscle connection as well. Um, so there are different... My training isn't traditional. It's it's more, you know, it's more functional training, basically, if, if you want to call it. If you want to call it that, that's the buzzword for it. So... A lot of times I'll have uh, different, we'll say from an exercise standpoint, mm-hmm. I'll have you do things where you have to stop and think about it. So just imagine you're in a plank. Let's say you're yes. just in, a, in a plank, but I want you to move that plank. A lot of people will take their, if, I, if I'm going to have you move it to the left, most people take their um, left arm and then their right and then move their legs. That's the easiest, the fastest way to, to get to that. But if I were to tell you, I want you to move this plank only using your left arm and your left leg at the same time, 
your body has to stop and think about that. Like, wait, what are you doing to me? You know, so it kind of make it 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 makes your brain have to work a little bit in in terms of um, uh, the mind muscle connection. Uh, it's also one of the basic um, one of the basic things where if when we're talking about uh, exercise and, and and training, basically when we're doing that, we're breaking down the muscles so that it can get stronger, right? So it's build and destroy, mm-hmm. basically to uh, to build. Uh, well, to build, you've got to destroy to build, basically. So um, it's the same thing with your brain. Your brain does the exact same thing when it when it when you take it through a workout. You ever have you ever felt worse after a workout? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from from a from a mental standpoint, like you know, once you once you once you accomplish a workout, do you feel like you most of the time you feel good about that workout? You yeah, feel like the, let you, me. You, I'll, I'll, uh, you'll feel the, bad. The during- times <laughs> that I have is is when I knew that I was not using proper form, but I I pushed through yes, anyway. Yeah, that's when I I, I kind of get into that. You knew it. You should have. Blah blah blah. Right. But to right. your point, that's another I mean, topic okay, too. Yeah. But what you're saying is, is that you got to the end of it and you feel a sense of like, I did it. Yes, absolutely. Your brain kind of gives you those in those endorphins, but it's it's one of those things that where it's reshaping also. So I think that's uh, that's I mean, that's when we talk, you, you hear about it all the time. Your brain is the most brilliant. Thing on the planet, most brilliant organism on the planet. Yeah. Wow. So, um, if I hear you right, Quincy, I can improve my brain health function when I exercise. Correct. You can you can improve your brain function through exercise. You can improve it through um, things like puzzling, things like music. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the quickest way to improve that is through movement. Yeah. So. Um, there is a term, um, and this is where you professional certified gurus of exercise <laughs> <laughs> will know more than me, but the term muscle confusion, mm-hmm. does that have any play with the brain? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll put some of the, the, a typical situation that, that happens. Right. Um, so I'll go in and I'll have clients who, uh, prior to training or even when they're when they're working out with me, they'll get into a a routine where it's it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Right. So usually a lot of times we'll get into a routine and we'll we'll, we'll stick to what we know. Yep. So if you when you think about that, um, that's like teaching your body the same math problem. It's not going to grow. So uh, a lot of times that that happens, it's I've done bicep curls. I'm going to use that as a mm-hmm. just as a example i've done bicep curls i've done lunges squats i do those every day i do 30 of them every day and now i'm not getting any results Mm. so that happens typically that happens a lot and it's again your body you're teaching your body that same math problem hey what's one plus one yeah i know this (laughs) i know this so i'm not going to do anything about that you know but the uh term muscle confusion that's basically um you know you're 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 taking that program and you're pretty much ditching it and giving your body something that it doesn't know. It's basically not one plus one. We're giving it algebra now, Yeah. you know? And so that's going to be the time where, you know, you start to feel within the next day or two, you start to feel the soreness. Um, 
you'll feel a little uncomfortable while you're doing the exercise. Your body's a little, you know, apprehensive. You, you're not sure of what you're doing. So those are the plank example that you gave. Correct. Yep. So yeah. we're normally doing <clears throat> normal planks, right? We know how to do that uh, for the most part. Um, but if we take that and we start moving it in different directions that our body's not used to, then our brain says, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? You know? So a lot of the, the wear and tear that, that is necessary for your body to grow. That is that muscle confusion. That's, that's typically what's happening during that time. Okay. All right. Very nice. Very nice. So when we think about, um, I want to go back to maybe the, the person who is, um, I, and I use this example with you. <laughs> we were getting Ray Ray's barbecue. Uh, oh my God. In the Ray alley Ray's, there, yes. uh, which is a great brisket. It's mm-hmm. just unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, if you're ever in the Franklinton area, yeah, please, Franklinton, definitely, you, you definitely want to check that place out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but well, health food, right? Yeah. Uh, good and, but food. you know what? <laughs> All right. Good so food. That's, that's a good, good one because. <laughs> This really kind of leads to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people think, Quincy, that, well, if I commit to getting in better shape or to start exercising, I have to be regimented. It needs to start at this time, and it needs to end. I must eat this. I can't eat that. And if I ever eat that, then the world comes to an end. Right. It, it's not an all-or-nothing game, right? No, no, not How not much at did all. Ray Ray's barbecue help your mental health? Oh, my God. I felt great after afterwards, <laughs> right? I, I always say there's no, there's not really a such thing as bad food you know it's all about what you're doing with it what you're doing after it why you're eating you know those those different things and if you can kind of separate or uh put into context what it is you're doing at that at that moment then you know i don't think that you have anything too much i love chocolate chip cookies love 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 chocolate chip cookies i probably milk no, I overdo it. Heavy whipping cream. <laughs> He's a yes, professional. Jeff. I am a professional <laughs> cookie eater. <laughs> but um, you know, that's that's one of my weaknesses. Um, and I know there there are times, um, and we this kind of goes back to the relapse or lapse. There are times where I shouldn't be eating uh, whatever Ray Rays or cookie or pie or whatever it, the case may be. But I know in that moment, okay, I got a decision to make. You know, I can either like after this is done, because I am going to eat it (laughs) after I'm done with this. I can go about my day, which typically happens, or I can work it off. I'm not a person I don't like. I typically don't eat and then go work out, you know, because I feel like that's training my brain that food is bad. So that's that's just my personal opinion because of the relationship with you're right. Exactly. If I'm going to eat something just and then go burn it off, I'm teaching my body like I have to go work out every time, every time I eat, basically. So I don't. That's just how I see it. I don't want to teach. I don't want to train my body in that in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I will tell myself, okay, I've had X amount of cookies I already worked out tomorrow. I'm going to have to double up a little bit, you know, or I'll double up for the next few days. And especially if I have a, if I have a goal, Mm -hmm. but if there's really no goal in, in, in mine and I'm just eating because I really like the cookie, then there's nothing to worry about. You know, again, if, if, if once health and fitness and exercise becomes a part of your identity, you're going to do the work to, you know, keep yourself healthy. So 
Well, do you believe that most people get into trouble when it's these behaviors that are over a long period of time? Because to your point, um, and I know I've had my windows of time where uh, I really loved those fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And I felt like anytime I go to the grocery store, I'm going to get those right. because I want those and I like those and on and on. Because I know that the research will show that the damage done is typically done over. It's over time. Over mm-hmm. time, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, uh, that's where you're right. People uh, get into trouble uh, with that. But I also, it's, I mean, and it's, we really think about it. It's all about our habits, you know, that we're, that we're really talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if we, if, if it becomes a part of our identity, as far as uh, health and fitness, then incremental steps are going to be made. It's not going to be a overnight type of, you know, yeah. it's not going to be an overnight type of change. Do you find those people who are in that overnight change deal find it not sustainable, meaning they can't keep it going? Or yes, I I do. Uh, I'm I'm, you know, I've been proven wrong a, a a lot of times though. You know, there are people who start off that it may be just a short term quick fix, but mm-hmm. you know, depending on uh, what happens something at that really particular time, right? Something gets turned on, and 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 then it, they start to shape and their beliefs and their values around health and fitness. And once, I mean, once you do that, then the magic starts to happen. No one, like you just, whether you're a uh, early riser and you work out in the morning, you'll just mm-hmm. wake up and, and start to do it. If yeah. you, you'll feel, you feel like your day's not complete if you don't do something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cause you know, uh, you know, we think about emotions, right? And, and I'm going to go back in time. Um, many of our audience members, Quincy, know that, you know, I used to be a, a corporate guy. Um, and in the height of that, at my pinnacle, I remember going to visit my doctor, my primary care. And it was like a normal annual physical deal. And um, he, uh, just a wonderful guy, and uh, got to the subject of exercise. And at that time, I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that because I was so successful in my corporate life that it covered over all of the missteps right, yeah. and, and, and the lack of. Mm-hmm. I, it's You talk about how your brain can work. Yeah, in yeah. my brain, I thought, well, you're a super successful dude. Just because you don't exercise doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Yeah, you'll be, you'll you'll be, be okay. All right. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yep. And, and I we, remember him looking me in the eye, and he has this way about him. He's still my, my family physician. And he says, you know, Eric, you need to be doing some type of exercise every day. And I remember looking at him going, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way, Doc. I, and I remember being in my head so dismissive of that idea. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I look back over it and I can go, well, what was I feeling then? I was feeling this immense amount of pressure, anxiety in some levels around well, I can't, I can't turn down my volume in the career because if I do that, I could lose. And mm-hmm. if I lose, then they'll know. I mean, you, you know where, yeah, where it's it goes, a, right? It's a, yep, yep. So for me, it was a vital thing to go, that might be the approach for some people, Doc. Not me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And it had nothing to do with the fact that you couldn't exercise. That's a great point because you were right, you, you're totally on. I, I had been the guy who 
start six months, mm-hmm. quit for three, begin mm-hmm. again, stop, stop for longer periods, begin again. I mean, I was I was this total inconsistent. So to your point, mm-hmm. yes, I I I, I could have done you could have yeah no, I could have done something right, and that's that's like that's the thing with society, we can do anything, anything. We just have to figure out what it is. And that takes some time. It takes some time. Mm-hmm. It takes some reflection. You know, it takes all of it. But once you get down to the root of what what is really bothering you, what are you really afraid of? You know? Yes, because to and, and the work that we do at Spirit of EQ, you know, this idea about emotional literacy. What is that fear? Mm-hmm. What is it saying to you? What is the message there? Because my fear was if I don't keep up this intense pace, I could end up getting replaced. I could end up losing. Yeah. And at that time I had no clue about any of this. For me, it was like, do you, do you know what my name is? Do you Mm -hmm. know where I work? Do you know what my position, my title, all that. But as I look back and I go, if I could have whispered into the ear of that Eric, Mm -hmm. I would have said, why don't you pay attention to what you're afraid of? Yeah. What, what's, what's at the root of that? Mm-hmm. And I get it. There are probably a number of people in the audience that I don't want to go there. I don't want to address the fear. I don't want to address those because it has bad memories. It takes me not only to 10 years ago, it takes me back to my childhood. And then I got to. Yeah, unpacking I, is a lot, right? <laughs> it is. And, and I, 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 I'm certainly hoping that I'm not diminishing the weight of going on that journey to, mm-hmm. to look at, well, where's this all? Where does it all begin? Where did that come from? However, fast forward, my approach and thoughts about exercise are totally different now. And I know in shows like ours, Quincy, you know, Jeff, we've talked about it. I mean, we we do dispense a lot of advice. Mm -hmm. But if there's one thing that I have found in my life that typically gets me to go, whoa, wake up, this is real. It's when I'm when I've been knocked down. Mm hmm. And when my corporate career came to an end, phone stopped ringing. Nobody was patting me on the back. No one was saying, you're the one to watch. I decided to go out. Oh, I can run. I was like, and I was a cocky, you know what? (laughs) I can do this. This is not a big deal. And Quincy, I maybe ran for maybe a quarter of a mile. (laughs) And I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it was as if I still remember the street I was on. I remember what I was wearing and I remember where I stopped. I mean, I can see it as clear as day. And it was as if I realized this is your time now. Yeah. You're going to need to make a choice. Yep. That's been my, my modus. I, I know everybody has their own way of getting to the place where they go. I get it now. Yeah. And that, you know, I appreciate you sharing that story. I, I feel like, and that's the thing we had talked about earlier where a lot of inspiration comes from. Mm -hmm. And a lot of most society, their information, their uh, inspiration is external. So there's like what we call it, the external locus of control. So Mm -hmm. uh, what happened with you, it sounds like, is like you said, you had a moment where, and you you had to make a choice, you know, and I, I think that's where a lot of people will define their success is when they decide for themselves, not for anyone else, that this is what I need to do, you know, and your, 
I mean, your body's going to, it talks to you, you know, that's why you have to talk to yourself, you know, cause your body talks to you. Like it'll tell you if something's in pain, Hey, we're not doing something. I need help. I need attention alert basically. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's better to talk to your body before it starts talking to you, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. that and that was, you know, I when I first started my journey, um, uh, it's it was it was funny because I was I can't remember I was early twenties, so September tenth, two thousand one, this is a Monday. Uh, I I was working for General Motors and I had a lot of my uh, coworkers. They were working out. Uh, I had just got really started getting into fitness, uh, health, um, all of it. So, you know, working at General Motors, you're just on. I was on the line, Mm -hmm. just passing time, screwing, uh, shooting screws and everything and just reading a lot. And I I got into health. I got into fitness. I started studying it. um, And I remember going to the gym September... 10th, 2001. No, I didn't go to the gym. I got sick. I got sick on that Sunday. I had like food poison or something. So I didn't go the, uh, that day, but I went Tuesday, Tuesday was September 11th, nine 11. And I was in Dayton, Ohio at the time. And you know, there's right Pat there military. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Everything shut down that day except for General Motors. <laughs> like we were running. They're like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're gonna run <laughs> these trucks. Nope. <laughs> no, it was it was weird. But um so there was also another gym that was um that was still open. You know, it the everything had just happened, so no one knew what to do. And I still went. So it was Tuesday, nine eleven. I went to the gym and that was two thousand one and I haven't I've been going the whole time, you know, wow. but I noticed through that my per my perspective changed a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So there were times where I would go to the gym and I would have so much external motivation from things like other guys telling you, oh, you look great. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're gaining, you know, you look good mm-hmm. from, you know, females, like all the external, you know. All, all those ex- confirmations. Yeah, right? it, it was it was all out there. And so that kind of grabbed my attention for a while. Um, I remember when I had my son in 2011, um, it was a, it was rough. It, it was a rough time. Um, I was unemployed um, briefly for about I think it was about two months, but mm-hmm. it felt like two years, you know, yeah. so. um so there was a lot going on in that in that uh, in that moment. But I remember looking at a picture of myself and not knowing who that guy was. I had gained about it was close to 20 pounds. It may not be, you know, much, but I I felt the, fe- mm, the effect, oh, sure. you know, <laughs> and so it's like, OK, it's time to do something about it. And so I, it was more that was a moment where I made a deal with myself and you know, not to lose the weight, but just to get healthy, to get know? healthy. So yeah. Yeah. if we can, you know, I, I think a lot of people's goals, they get defined by, oh, I want to tone up or I need to just lose 10 pounds. Like where, do, I don't know where that comes from, but <laughs> like it's common, it, it, it is very common, you know? And I think my job as a coach is not just to help you meet that goal, but really define, well, what, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Why do you feel like if you were just to lose 10 pounds, 
everything would be better. But what is the what's the meaning behind that 10 pounds, you know? So, Quincy, you know, we talked about some of those motivations and the catalyst, you know, to like, hey, it's time to change. Could you talk a little bit about what are some of the emotions that you've seen in the time with your clients? What do they come to the especially at the beginning? What do they come to the table with that you've observed and heard? So, um, you know, it's it's all types of things, but the the main one is um it's to impress somebody and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of us is that that's that's what it kind of comes down to sometimes so for me like we said my my motive was okay i want to be able to impress this person i want to be able to lift this much weight i want this person to recognize me you know and i feel a lot of times those are the uh those are the motivations that mm-hmm. uh that bring people to now is that is I'm, I'm cutting you off but does does that kind of connect to i want to impress this person because i'm afraid they won't like me or love me if i'm not if i don't look a certain way yeah you know i and it's it's, it's simple as that you know fear of what other people think of me you know oh, wow. it's a it's a it's a big thing and you know it could start off as something where you make a statement where I want to look good in this suit mm-hmm. or I want to look good in this dress. Yep. Well, what does that, what does that mean? You know, right? And, because nobody says, well, the reason why I want to look good in this suit is because nobody will love me unless I look very handsome and, right. and put together. Is right. That right. Of, That's kind of, you know, no one's going to say that, but what is it like, behind it? Right. What is the, okay. yeah, there, there's, there's a little bit of that. And, you know, I, I feel like addressing whatever that, whatever the, the motive is, is, is the main thing. But, you know, a lot of times it's people just want to look better. People want to look good naked. You know, that's, that's, that's another thing, you know, right. when it, when it all comes down to it, you know, people have, we, we all have these vague, I want to say these, these vague, uh, fitness goals and there's nothing wrong with them. There's, right. there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's important to know, or it's important to establish what 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 is what's the goal long term, you know. Is are, are you saying that because getting in shape for the opinion of others can only sustain you for so long? Is that am I close there? Correct. So if if you're if if you're doing it for the sake of appearance for others, then it's not a part of your identity. Right. Going back to what you said about. Right. Yep. So it all goes back to that. And if it's not part of your identity, then it's not it's not going to be sustainable. Now, it doesn't have to be. All I want to do is lift weights or all I want to do is work out or be healthy, but it. And and there's a framework, there's there's a frame that you can put it in instead of saying. I need to lose 20 pounds or whatever the case may be because I feel like that's a negative connotation mm-hmm. also. Yeah. You can reframe it as I'm a healthy person or I'm a fit person. Mm-hmm. If you can start to say that to yourself, then you start to do, you start to take action on that. Right. Mm. That becomes part of who you are, part of what you're doing, part of your everyday life, you know? And so I, I feel like if, if you can establish that, if things become, who you are, then, then mm-hmm. they, then you'll, you'll more than likely have success with them. Yeah. I, I constantly talk about, you know, 
it has to be a part of who you are. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we think about what you're doing. You left, you know, the corporate world yeah. and now you're doing, this is part of who you are. Yes. Right. And yeah. you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't have it any other way. This is what you want to do. You'll wake right. up and, and, and build, you'll wake up and, and, and figure out how do I connect with people in regards to their emotional intelligence? How do I make an impact yep. uh, on that? And so I think that that's, it's the, it's foundation. It's a, it's a foundation. Fundamental. That's, that's the same thing the, though, you know, work, entrepreneurship, business and all that has its, it has a, it's multi-layered in, in its motivations, but it's like even with me and my exercise, because as I said to you, I mean, the, the, and I mentioned this to our producer, Brett, about uh, my years in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my, over the last close to 20 years, I, I haven't missed a beat as it relates to my exercise. Yeah. But to your point, it is a part of who I am now. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is no longer a well if I get to it I get to it it's no longer uh well you know I you know I don't need to I don't need to push myself yeah you know? oh no I it is really one of those things where it is now a part of me mm-hmm. right and and I get it two years from now five years from now I may not be able to run but I can do something you can do something yeah okay I may not be able to have the same pace but I might be able to jog yes and if i can't jog i can walk right because that was the early on thing when i and it's the way i'm wired i, I you know i i got in this mindset i'm gonna yeah you would have thought i was training for the olympics oh, okay, i can stay at it i gotta stay at it uh-huh. and i had a wise mentor coach who said okay take a step back and look over the horizon area mm-hmm. you want to have a diversity of different things that you can do with your exercise Correct. because the reality is there might be a day where your body's going to say, we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And if that's the only thing you had, mm-hmm. you, you're yeah. going to be bummed. Yep. You're going to, you, you potentially are going to be a little depressed and you might decide. Nah. Right. So I'll give you an example. Um, Cause that happens so often. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've, I've gone through so many different, waves with fitness yes i was being modest uh, earlier <laughs> see i knew it i said bruise it i know you <laughs> so i <laughs> so i used to do fitness competitions right mm-hmm. and uh i was a um, uh, physique competitor so okay i had a coach and you know i started i started uh training for fitness competitions and started winning like mm-hmm great this is awesome you know and what that did was you know i didn't want to i i I stopped competing after a while but um what it did was it after i won i started to identify myself with that person you know i'm quincy i i win fitness competition i have to have muscle all the time Mm. you know I have to work out this certain way. I have to basically people saw me as that. So I had to live as that. And so it changed all of my workout. It it even changed a little bit of my training, but it also helped me arrive to this where I'm at right now because I saw so many people saying, 
I want to do you. I want to do what you're doing. I want to look like you. Can you? It's like, wait, what? What do you really want to do, though? You know, and do you know what this take? You know, so it was. I started having to peel back layers for other people, and it 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 it, it helped me understand where people's mindset derives. You know, where where they arrive in their mindset on on some things when it comes to health and fitness, and so I had to after. I, I ended up uh, quitting competing and started focusing on more spe- training, more health and mm-hmm. fitness, you know, um, a lot more uh, for emotional health, too. And I don't think people I think what what tends to happen with people is just kind of how you were saying, I, I want to run. I want to run. There may not be a day where you can run. So you can't even though health and fitness and wellness is important. You can't get and you need it to be a part of your identity. You can't, you know, get too attached to it, you know, because things are going to change and it's it's going to really. It's going to command you to to how do I say this? It's all going to come back to you have to reflect Mm -hmm. It's all going to come back to where you have to do some real self-reflection in regards to what you want your health. To, to look like because that comes back and we've talked about it before and in prior shows this sort of defining about who you are and what's important to you and i'm i almost kind of go man what kind of age are we living in where that has to be like explicit in conversation right right I mean, you, you would go of course you need to know who you are and what's important to you mm-hmm but, but society tell, doesn't tell us that. No, it doesn't. And society that's what I was says going. we were doing a uh, presentation to a group, and you know, a lot of our work is certainly overt, and it's it's specific to competencies and why it happens and how all that. But there's also is a, a, a I, Jeff, you know this. We we get a sense about things. Mm-hmm. We we get a feel of the room. We 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 listen closer to those conversations. And in this one particular one happened some time ago. It's like it was clear to me there was this, you know, I mentioned muscle confusion. It's like person, it, it's like who am I confusion? Mm, yeah. Because, yeah. Because you yeah. could tell some of it was derived from social media. Yeah. Well, the reason why I'm doing these things is because all of my friends are doing these things. And if I want to appear like I am, then I must. You have to. Yeah. Okay. And you fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, no, this needs to be explicit. We need to say it more. Have you defined who you are? Have you defined what's important to you? Don't think about who you see on social media. Don't think about your coworkers. Don't mm-hmm. think about your career. All these narratives and all these dogmas that come at you, you got to clear that out because otherwise I think we end up making these mistakes go, well, of course I'm going to go hire Quincy because – Mm-hmm. Robert, Bill, and and John, man, you see how much muscle they put on themselves? Yeah. I got to help you. Mm-hmm. Now, I love how you connect this idea of around emotion, mental with the physical, right? Because how many trainers just go, okay, all right, you want to get like John? Let's go. You're well, right. Okay, we'll right. see you in the gym tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then here's the program. But those trainers, right, I, you know, and I, I'm not trying to condemn them or it, it just – they're they're collecting a fee, 
Right. It's a transaction. Yeah, it's a transaction. Right? And yeah. one of the things I've loved about you, Quincy, is that there is a heart behind the work. And yes, I know there's work. And yes, you know, yes, you could get as cut as whoever. Mm-hmm. But if you get cut like him because you're just chasing, that's not, wait, yeah. who are you? Are you going to be happy? Yeah. Like, is, that, you, is that really the, 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 the thing that you want? Um, yeah. I think, um, you know, there there's this thing with uh with training i don't i don't really write programs anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um primarily because i mean anything can happen a- anything can happen i can have the perfect program for you for the whole week but something happens where you're sleeping wrong and you can't move your neck mm, you know right right and i can't say up oh, you got to do it you still got to do it you know it <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense, you know. So it's you know, I, it's all about how your your how how is your body feeling at that at that moment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't write programs or or anything like that, right? But you know, I I feel like uh, for well for me, I'm 20 years something like that. So like yeah. you you build up a, a a a knowledge bank, but there's also some things that change on a on a day to on a daily basis. So I can't expect you to do X that mm-hmm. I wrote out yesterday right. when you're, you know, yeah, you're adding flexibility to, to how you train. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot, uh, uh, behind that, but you know, there's also, you know, the people who you, you have to find out, you have to have it match your identity, but, and I don't want to sound like that has to be the first thing that happens before you can uh, have Do success. Anything. Yeah, right. there are things where you know you can be in a situation. Uh, you can be in a situation where your body had talked to you and something happened, and you have to go to the doctor, just like you had mentioned. And mm-hmm. the doctor says, "Hey, it's time for you to uh, make some changes." You know, and you may not know how to go there or how to get there. You hire a coach. Hey, doc says I have to lose weight. I, I've never worked out in my life. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I hate exercise. That's I hate exercise. That's a big statement, you know. <laughs> so there, I mean, but there are a lot of people who who are in this place. I hate exercise, but I have to do it. You know, I hate exercise, but I want to live. I got it. <laughs> yeah, but and yeah, and yeah. and so now the the mindset becomes okay. We can't let this, it'll, 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 hopefully the mindset is it'll become a part of their identity soon, but let's get them feeling better first, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you have to be patient with, with it. All right. So Quincy, uh, for those out there in our audience that go, okay, I get it, Quincy. It's important. Um, I, yeah, I, you, you've convinced me. But I'm maybe that person who I hate exercise or, you know what, I, I don't even think I could run a mile or a quarter of a mile or whatever. What would you say are maybe one, two things that they could start? And I'm not going to try to put you on the spot to say it has to be X or Y, but because this person could be living in California and we may never see them type thing. What would be something you could say that you would encourage them to get started on that path of an exercise program, getting, getting back into that, um, or getting into it for the first time, getting into it for the first time. I mean, if, if you're the type that who, who hates exercise, 
then we need to to take that away. You know, don't exercise. Do something that's fun. Do something that's active. Do something that you you may not consider exercise. So if you hate cardio but you love dancing, then I would try to find a, a place where you can go dance a little bit, uh, maybe two, three times a week. Um, videos. Uh, there's different types of videos where you can you can go do that. Um, there's activity, sports activities. You can do any of those any of those things. Uh, but it's all about how you how you shape it. You don't have to work out. You just have to get moving. And if you can get moving to where you're you're breaking some sort of sweat and you're doing it on something that you enjoy, especially if you don't like exercise, then that's going to lead into it's just it's going to lead to the next step where you'll see those results and you'll be proud of those results. And it's, Hey, I need, what's the, the Diderot effect? I think it's called where one thing happens, you change one thing and now you see it's a great change. And now you have to start changing other things around you, you know? And yeah. so that, yeah. that's typically what happens. You just need a little bit of momentum in, in that regard. And once you get the momentum, you can see your mindset takes Come the, go back yeah, to the beginning. It, it, it does. It yeah. does the rest. It, yeah. it takes care of everything else. Or you can give me a call. <laughs> and we are going to give you Quincy's information, by the way, so that if you if you want to you want to talk to him about anything that you heard on the show or anything that he might be able to help you with further, we'll definitely do that. But Jeff, go ahead. All right. So I think this is the longest that Eric and I have done a podcast where music didn't come up. <laughs> mm, that just yay. that just happens. <laughs> we both are bass players and uh, have a love of all different kinds of music. Um, I did not know that. I'm. You know, I just I'm sitting here with my head down, looking down at my notes, and I'm going, I have not told Quincy. No, you haven't. I need. So that. there's a secret. There's a secret. <laughs> and and Eric and I both have a lot of admiration and respect for the late Neil Peart, the drummer from Rush, who mm -hmm. argue I'll, I'll argue anybody that if he's not in the top two or three, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> Sorry. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Convince me. <laughs> but. That's what he was, mm -hmm. but that's not who he was, right? Because he had so many other things. He was an author, and he he did not identify just with being one of the greatest rock drummers in, you know, a really really good band. Band. Um, what I see happen to people is when they have that identity. Like you were talking about, um, this is who I want people to think I am or however you want to say that, when that is taken away from them, um, I'm of the age now where, you know, serious retirement is something to think about. And I see people, you know, 65, 66, you know, before 70, they retire from what they've done all their life and they just waste away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they don't, they identified with just that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. They don't replace it with something. How important it is you, uh, like you, you, I know you do some stuff with music. How important it is to find something like that to, you know, continue what you're doing. I, man, I think that is one of the most critical pieces. Um, so there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, first, there's a Netflix series. I don't know if you've seen it, and it talks about the, it's it's a recent one. It talks about the best drummers. Okay. And he's like everyone was saying that he's one of the best top 
top three for sure. So you, if I'm gonna have to, I you have to look that. look that up. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna hate you for that because <laughs> if I find it, that's all it's gonna be. That's on. all it's gonna be. You guys do another podcast just with that. But um, I I think it's important because um, you know, obviously, you you guys know I I love music. It's 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 like breathing, you know. Um, and I think it is important because just as much as I, I, I love what I do in the health and uh, uh, fitness space, I equally love what I do in the music space too. And it's, it's an outlet, you know, it's, if it, I try not to attach myself uh, too much to it because I do use it as an outlet. So when things with fitness can be a little stressful, I go straight to music. Mm. Um, it's always playing in the, it, like always, my partner will tell you I'm kind of obsessed with it. If it's not playing in any house, I'm like, where what is going on here? Why are we not, Why are we not having music on? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I mean, it doesn't have to be music. But I do feel like it is important to have something else that you can go to in order to um, uh, to have an outlet. You know, if you if you cling on to one idea or one belief for too long, and it, it nothing is every every nothing is permanent you know everything changes everything evolves so i feel if if you can have something that you can go to um but not only just that but being able to learn a new skill you know we talk about the neuroplasticity of the brain and being able to connect those things those are all great uh great resources to to have that but I've seen people and I've, I've been talking about, we talked about General Motors, you know, people who do the thing that they do 30, 40, 50 years and then retirement is done. Then there's nothing, there's nothing going on. Um, I'd be willing to bet that there are so many different things that anybody who uh, is close to retirement or maybe um, thinks that, okay, I'm an artist. That's what I do. Well, you may be an artist, but have you explored this, you know, or have you explored that there's, there's so many different things. And if you don't, that's how you grow. Basically, if you, if you can let go of the attachment to who you think you are, your perception is, then that's where, that's where the growth starts. And so. I think this also, and I mean, just, it's almost a fair warning for everybody out there. Your culture that we live in, at least in the United States, is one that really tries to box people in. Mm -hmm. it, it, it tries to define you and tell you that you must do this in order to do this, and you must think like this. And Jeff mentions about retirement, and this has gotten me in trouble in certain sectors of my family where I go, retirement is a myth. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, yeah. And, it, and it, quite frankly, it was probably created by Wall Street. And you have enough marketing behind it you have enough messaging behind it mm -hmm. that people will live their entire lives to get to this place that Wall Street has said, yep. you will find this pot of gold and then you can retire to <laughs> mm -hmm. Florida and play golf all the time. Right, right. That's, that's yeah. a myth. That's a myth, yeah. It's a myth. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I get it. I know some people have lived out that story, but to say that that is representative, especially in a world <clears throat> that has been turned upside down yes. as it has. yes. <clears throat> Why would you want, why would you want to even pursue that? Right. And I feel like that isn't, you know, well, it, 
I don't know. We're we're all different. Uh, some people exactly. They, they, I, yeah, totally. Some totally. people are 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 looking for that, but me personally, like when it when when I think of retirement, I don't I don't think of retirement as stopping. I I think of it as the next step. Okay, what what's what's yeah. the next venture? It's a you freedom. Know? It it is. Yeah, it's and the 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 gym then the real gym is being able to figure that out now you know what you're Before doing right you comes Bef- knocking on your door correct yeah. correct yeah, so I, I i feel i'm i'm very blessed and fortunate to be in a space where i mean i'm 42 years old but i don't see like i don't even fathom retirement right and, now and to, be- to, to, to what you're saying there quincy and jeff you may have alluded to it as well um this idea is you know we come back to like you as a trainer this exercise thing for the life of me it would seem to me like you'd want to be in the best shape of your life as you enter into retirement mm-hmm. so that what you do after that is right. sustained mm-hmm. on whether that's you retire and you become a volunteer for the salvation army or for you know uh, make a wish foundation or if it's the next venture or whatever it may be um i just and, and i've got family members where i i go you are killing yourself mm. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of shape are you going to be in when it's quote on time to have freedom? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I guess that's one way for me to plug. This is why we should all be exercising. And it's you're you're absolutely right. And all just what we talked about uh, uh, today, when we talk about it being a part of your identity, yeah. you know, if you can put that in there or work to build that is is the better term work mm-hmm. to build that as uh part of your identity uh then everything else in your life will start to shape you, you're you're living your purpose basically you know yeah um, and you know what uh, quincy you know what it reminds me of you know ever seen those visuals uh where you know you 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 touch a color and then the color just starts just go, spreading. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yes. I yeah. mean, that's what comes to my mind when you say that. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, that, but that's 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 right. I mean, you're you're living your your purpose. And when when those things they they're all connected, right? So I would encourage everyone, you know, if it's not if exercise isn't in your I I like to say big three, but you can say top five. If it's not in your top five, find different ways or even Look at your top five right now and figure out some things. Well, maybe I spend too much time here. Maybe I can maybe I can plug 20 minutes a day for exercise. Uh, 20 minutes may be too much in the morning. Uh, I can give it 10 minutes in the morning and maybe 10 minutes around one o'clock or whatever yeah, the case awesome. may be. You know, awesome. so yeah. once you you can start doing those things. Um, so once retirement comes. It's like we said, it's just the, it's, it's the next steps. Your body is ready for it, for the next step. Oh. So you only get one. <laughs> you yeah. only get one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So, um, this is a two-parter. I'd like you to tell the audience, what is something you're working on currently that you'd want them to know about? And then if we do have an audience member, um, that maybe wants to reach out to you directly, obviously we'll put your information in the show notes, but. Why don't you tell us about what what are you working on right now that's get got you really excited that you'd want the audience to know about? Uh, well, I'm in the um, there's a lot that I'm working <laughs> of course. on, <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to tie everything together. So um, 
Uh, right now, I have a YouTube channel that uh, it's basically an exercise library. So um, if anyone who is looking to get in shape, um, you can head to my uh, YouTube channel. It's Quincy Williams. And basically what you'll find are basic exercises stemming from bodyweight exercises, dumbbells, uh, TRX suspension trainer, which we didn't get into that. <laughs> And but we, it's some point because we've yeah, got some yeah there's a yeah. there's there's a lot with that so um but uh the youtube channel basically consists of that uh if you're looking for different exercises that you can do uh proper ways to modify and progress the exercises they'll be right there and it'll be linked to my website which is uh qfitnesstraining.com mm -hmm. um and also linked to my website is uh trx where you can find me and uh have any type of TRX training that you want, you can go straight to their website. I'm one of the featured trainers there. Um, and you can book sessions there. You can also find me on IG at, at Q Fitness Training. But Quincy, what about that six-week challenge thing that we've talked about? Oh, yes, the six-week challenge. So uh, the six-week challenge, basically, it's uh, kind of what we were talking about uh, today. It's 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 a challenge in regards to your mindset and how you can relate your mindset to your uh, to your body. So uh, the challenge basically is you'll come up with your own goal, and I'll help you decipher that goal to make it more realistic, make it more attainable, um, just to make sure that it's something that you can do within the next six weeks. So the goal is not only to hit your goal but to springboard you into a more healthy lifestyle and more uh, emotional awareness to where you are in terms of your health and fitness. And I will tell you, audience, I have gained a lot from Quincy, certainly personally, and that probably is coming out, but just in his advice for me um, as it relates to my health. Um, and we were talking about this last week, Quincy, if you remember, is that um, – I was talk, rehashing the conversation we had about hamstrings. Uh, right? Yes, yeah. And, and mm -hmm. you, you kind of gave me, well, you know what you might want to try is this, and that could be the reason you're having issues with your low back. So I go and I start doing that and call it serendipity. I hear this other trainer who I respect a lot says, well, if you're having issues with your low back, it could be your hamstrings <laughs> and basically repeated back to me the exact yep. same advice you gave me. So I'm just telling everyone I'm a, I'm a living, breathing testimonial. Quincy, no, um, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. We, we've just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. And always um, a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah. Thank and you. considering uh, the time frame, as I have said before, we will have you back again for a part two, because there are some other things I do want to get into, but as things go, and as we know, there's only so much time. So with right. that, again, thanks for joining us. Audience, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we uh, look forward to seeing you and being with you the next time. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So yes. how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, yes. you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So to we're, hear we're not the perfect podcast host. 
we're close. Okay, but, all right, but, but not, still, not totally. We want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them, so... Reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us so to we're, hear. So we're not the perfect podcast host? We're close. Okay. All but, right. But, but not, still, not totally we want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based And it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.